I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Alexandra Carter, who is a negotiation expert and author of Ask for More. I have the book right here. It is so good. I am just thrilled to have her here. Uh, she actually goes by Alex. Uh, she's a friend of mine too, so I'm naturally going to be calling her Alex along the way. But she's an award-winning negotiation expert. She is actually a professor of negotiation at Columbia Law School And more than anything, she's the go-to negotiation trainer for so many incredible things, including the United Nations, as well as many Fortune 500 companies, too. In 2020, she published the book that I just held up. It was her first book, Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything. Everyone needs to read this book. It became a Wall Street Journal bestseller, and it's really the first negotiation book solo authored by a woman to make the list, which is just so, so incredible. I can't wait to discuss more about the book and also just about her journey overall. So welcome. So excited you're here, Alex. Kara, it's been months in the making. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Let's talk a little bit about your beginnings. So where did little Alex start her life? And and uh, did you always know that you were going to be the go-to negotiation expert? You know, Kara, not at all. So <laughs> I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn, which, you know, if you hear me speak, you can probably tell just... I've had to work over time to slow it down, Kara, because, you know, coming from New York, you're naturally super fast. So grew up in the suburbs. And I would say as a kid, I actually was a little bit more shy than you might imagine. I was really into my schoolwork and into books. And but I often found that with other people, you know, I I tended to be a little bit more reserved and sometimes I would hesitate to speak up. And then a couple of things happened that really boosted my confidence. The first was in high school that I decided to challenge myself and come out of my shell a bit by joining our public speaking team. And I found that when I did that, when I had something to say, a message to deliver, I wasn't shy at all. Hmm. And in fact, if I knew that that message could help other people or that I might be inspiring or equipping people, that all of a sudden my courage was there. And so I think that's been the theme, Kara. You know, so I grew up, I pursued my education, and somewhere along the way, I discovered that I really have a commitment to helping other folks and coaching and encouraging them to be their best. 
And so that was really where I got my start. That's amazing. So you are teaching at the Columbia Law School in negotiation. So how did you get there? What was kind of your first role out of out of college? Okay, you're going to love this. So out of college, I did a few things. I initially did, I studied Chinese in college. I love language. And so I first went abroad to Taiwan on a Fulbright Fellowship. So I was there, I was studying, I was uh, doing some speaking work and teaching there as well. And then once I went to law school, you know, I, during law school, Kara, I had this moment. It's so interesting how we end up almost randomly in the career that was we were destined for. Hmm. I knew you had those moments and this moment was it for me. A friend of mine said, you know, Alex, I just took this class. It's in the negotiation field and I feel like you'd be really good at it. And so just on that friend's recommendation, I took the class and I discovered that helping other people negotiate, the class was called mediation, which is basically the art of helping other people negotiate their issues and come to an agreement. Hmm. And I discovered that that love that I had for coaching and equipping people was fully in play when I was mediating. And so I thought to myself, I have to get back to this, but I'm not sure how. So I went straight from Columbia Law School to a really large law firm where I knew I would get good training. And over the course of those years, I started to do more mediation work. And one day, my professor from Columbia called me, a powerful woman, and she said, Alex, I'm retiring. I want you to think about applying for my job. And Kara, I mean, can you imagine? I, I'm, I'm dying to hear about this for you, but I'm willing to bet that there were women along the way for you who opened that door and said, I see something in you. And that was that moment for me. So here it comes, Kara. Okay. The job listing comes out. And do you know, I almost didn't apply. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. 
The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart, Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. job that I now hold. And why did I almost not apply? Because I didn't think I met the criteria fully. And we see this, Kara, over and over again now, so many studies showing that women in particular, if we don't think we meet 100% of that job description, we don't apply. And I'll tell you, I, it came down until the day before, and my husband sat me down at the kitchen table and he said, Alex, you are applying for this job. Let's do it. And I got the courage. I threw my hat in the ring. And here I am, Kara. 15 years later, oh my God, one of the happiest professional people you would meet in the job that I didn't think I was qualified for. That is just wild. And so I wow, that is that is such a crazy story. but it's so true. I mean, they've uh, you know talked about that over and over again, how women, you know, maybe they see, oh, it says that I need to ha- have uh, you know, masters in business and maybe you have a masters in in you know, law, right? I mean, you don't have exactly the same thing that they're talking about, but, but 
It's amazing how we cancel ourselves from even being a possibility just based on our own kind of insecurities. Yet I think people don't even think of it as an insecurity. They just say, well, I don't fit the criteria. So, so, so interesting. So you join in uh, in this role, and I think this parlays pretty well into our book too, but like, what is the hardest thing that you think people realize when they're about to get into a negotiation? Gosh. Okay. So the hardest thing, and you alluded to this earlier, is we don't know where negotiation starts. A lot of us think that a negotiation starts, for example, the moment you and I sit down together and we're saying, okay, maybe we're going to do some business together. Let's hammer out some terms. That is not where negotiation starts. It starts well before that, when you are at home, looking in the mirror, before you sit down to have that conversation. And so many people haven't mastered what I call the inside game of negotiation. In other words, how is it that you can be your own ultimate self-advocate? How are you getting ready for that negotiation? How are you negotiating with yourself? And think back to... The job description for Columbia Law School comes out and Alex at that time said to herself, you know, I just don't think I'm qualified. That, Tara, is the first negotiation. You got to believe so what I yeah. Right. And and you've seen that, I'm sure, in women you've mentored, maybe even yourself early on in your career. And so the first thing I want people to, ne- to know is that negotiation is just a conversation where you are steering a relationship. It's not just about money. It's about those everyday relationship conversations where I'm saying, here's what I need. And you're saying, here's what I need. And we figure out how can we work it out? But the thing is, the first relationship we have to steer is the one with ourselves. And if we know that, then we're going to be so much more powerful, authentic, and effective when we do sit down with somebody else. Absolutely. Well, the title of your book is Ask for More. So why is this a part of negotiation? Why wouldn't people just ask for more? I mean, why is that a, uh, and you talk about this a bit in the book as well, but I'm so curious to hear your perspective live. So interesting, Karen. You know, the title of the book actually comes from a story in my own personal journey. Mm -hmm. So I want to take you back to the moment that I am first negotiating my own salary. And early on in my career, Kara, I had these jobs where everything was lockstep. Mm -hmm. And so everybody got the same amount. You're probably familiar, consulting, banking, law. But then all of a sudden, I was in a situation where I needed to negotiate. And I get the first offer, and it's good. It's pretty good. In fact, it's a little bit above what I was expecting. And so I had this moment, Kara, even though I was trained in negotiation, I had this moment where I thought to myself, well, Alex, maybe you should just take it, right? Because you don't want to look um, confrontational. You don't want to send the wrong message. You don't want them to not like you, Mm -hmm. right? All of this messaging that was in my head. But Kara, I had just enough sense 
to say, thank you. I'm going to run my numbers. I'll get back to you. And I made a decision that changed my life. Once again, I called a senior woman in my field and I said, can I ask you for advice? I just got this offer. What should I do? And she said, I'm going to tell you what to do, Alex. You are going to get back in there and you are going to ask for more. And here's why. Alex, I can see that you are somebody who cares deeply about other people and other women. Hmm. And here's what I want you to know. When you teach someone how to value you, you are teaching him how to value all women. And so if you're not going to go in and do it for yourself, I want you to do it for the woman coming after you. Do it for the sisterhood. And that was the moment, Kara, that I realized so many of these reasons we don't ask for more. We think, ah, I can't do it and be collaborative. Wrong. I can't do it because it'll be selfish. Wrong. The truth is that when you stand in your power and you ask for your full worth, that benefits other people. It benefits the people coming after you. But guess what? It benefits your company also because what happens if you undersell yourself and then you show up to a job? How do you feel? Resentful, right? Unhappy, bitter. When you, by contrast, show up to a job and you've asked for what you needed and received it, you show up as the fullest, most effective version of yourself. And you deserve that. And guess what? Your company deserves that also. Yeah, I totally agree. So do you feel like, while we're on the topic of gender, do you feel like males and females negotiate differently? I'm going to say this, first of all. Men and women are received differently when they negotiate the same way. I'm sure, Kara, as a woman in business, you have experienced this, right? But over and over again, we see from research that when a woman stands up and says, I'm not valued appropriately, here's what the compensation should be, that sometimes she can get more pushback than a man asking exactly the same way for exactly the same amount. Mm -hmm. But here's the good news. There are studies showing that women are less likely to ask for more money when they first get a job. They're less likely to ask for more significantly when they get promoted. But when companies create a culture of transparency, when companies say, for example, in a job listing, you know, this amount is negotiable. When companies say we fully value women at this company and we want to attract, retain, and promote women at the same level as men, when women have that encouragement, we negotiate at least as well as the men do. Mm -hmm. So it's actually not at all an inherent deficit in women. In other words, if you're a woman in business and you're listening to this podcast, it's not you. It's the environment. Mm -hmm. And this is why, Kara, I am so committed to getting out through wonderful shows like this to let people know that if you're in a position of power at your company, you have the power to change so many women's lives by the way you receive that negotiation. And Kara, if I could give one tip to women who are negotiating in environments where they're they're worried they're going to get some blowback, mm -hmm. okay? There is a particular formula that you can use, 
and it's called the I We. Here's what it looks like, Kara. It basically is, Kara, here's what I'm asking for, I, and here's how we are all going to benefit. In other words, in environments where sexism is still a thing, if women go in and ask for something and they tie it to something that the company needs, they are much less likely to get pushback and much more likely for their request to be accepted. And I'll give you one example of how this could work. You know, I'm here to ask for a promotion. And I know that when I'm in this position, here's how the entire team is going to be able to benefit from everything that I'll be able to bring, hmm. right? I'm asking for the promotion. Here's how you win also. That I love that. So you bring the we in so that it's not just about you. Right. Hey, Kara here. We are thrilled you are listening with us, and I hope you're enjoying this episode. I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many amazing guests over the past few years, and there are so many more to come. I cannot wait. And my focus is on entrepreneurs and CEOs, real innovators and leaders who are making a difference. That's what I'm looking forward to bringing you. One of the reasons I enjoy interviewing many of my guests is that I get to learn. We all need to hear stories that teach us to be better, inspire us, and help us get through those challenging moments. I can't remember the last time I had a guest that didn't leave me feeling like a major hurdle had been overcome. We just don't hear these stories enough. And when we do, we learn to be smarter and stronger. Don't you agree? Episodes are concise but packed with amazing info that you will surely be inspired by. Do me a favor and send me a DM and tell me what you think about each interview that you get a chance to be inspired by. And if you are so inclined, please leave one of those five-star reviews for The Kara Golden Show on one of your favorite podcast platforms as well. Reviews really, really help. Now, let's get back to this episode. So in chapter three, you dive deeper into feelings and the effect they have on our reality as an individual. Um, essentially, if we focus on the negative, it's hard to also acknowledge the positive. I think you discussed that. But can you talk to me a little bit more about that whole concept of feelings? Yes. Yeah. So feelings, Kara, are what I call the F word in negotiation because Nobody wants to think about it, you know, especially as a woman. But I would say for anybody, we've often been taught that feelings are the enemy in negotiation, that if you have feelings, you should try to stuff them down or it's going to hurt you when you negotiate. And actually, it's the opposite. Feelings are how we make decisions. Just talk to any CEO, any person who's in charge of advertising, right, for a product or a service. When you appeal to people's emotions, their emotions dictate where they spend their time and their money. And so there's tremendous power in before you go in to negotiate with somebody else, write it down. What am I feeling here? What feelings is this negotiation bringing up for me? Because in the context of using your feelings, acknowledging them and harnessing them, two things happen. Number one, when you write your feelings down, they lose some of their power over you. 
And so if you acknowledge, you know, I'm feeling a bit anxious, I'm feeling a little nervous about this, I'm I'm frustrated about this situation, and you write that down before you go in, some of those feelings just go away. So true. But the other thing they do is if you write down your feelings, you know, those often can be your priorities. I was helping one woman who was going into a head of sales role at a company and we looked at her feelings about the negotiation and her feelings gave her a clue as to where she needed to be. Hmm. This woman was at a company, you're going to resonate with this, Kara, that was selling a product that in terms of the health benefits, she didn't align with. Hmm. And when she was thinking about where she wanted to be and where she was going to end up negotiating, writing down her feelings allowed her to realize I need to be at a company that promotes products that I want to feed myself and my children. And that feeling, that commitment to that led her in the direction that jump-started her career. So use your feelings. They can be really, really helpful to you. So what if you are in a situation where somebody doesn't want to negotiate with you and they're stonewalling you? Okay. I love this. So if somebody is stonewalling you, I'm going to take a lesson, Kara, that I teach about often at the UN, okay? And when we're looking at two countries coming together and are they going to negotiate or not, there's a theory that says people won't negotiate until they feel some pain, until the thought of staying where they are is more painful than making a change, they may not sit down at the table. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to do, if somebody is in that state where they say, nope, Kara, I'm good. I don't need to negotiate with you, Mm -hmm. is you need to show them how they are losing by staying exactly where they are. This concept is called loss aversion. As human beings, we hate losing. Hmm. So let me give you a couple of examples. I've been talking to companies where, you know, let's say, for example, they have a pain point, but they don't feel it yet. Mm -hmm. They don't have very many women, for example, in senior leadership ranks. Sure. Okay. There's a way that you could try to convince them to make a change. You could say, look at everything you're going to gain. You know, companies who have more women in senior ranks are more profitable. Mm -hmm. They're still not interested. Then you have to switch to the law frame. And instead of saying, here's what you're going to gain, you look at them and say, do you realize that our competitors are all moving in this direction? And if we don't, we will lose considerable market share. Hmm. That, Kara, showing people how they will lose is often what motivates people to get out of their seat and say, I didn't realize it, but I'm hurting. It's time to negotiate. Interesting. And so do you think when they're in a situation where, you know, you talked about I versus we, do you think that you have to make it more about them? Because obviously you've got, I mean, I guess if there is a a situation where there's a country and, but it still is about an individual that is making the decisions, right? And, and figuring out who that person is and what is their uh, purpose, right? What's their motivation to do something or not do something? I mean, how do you get, how do you change the the dynamic? So good. And Kara, here's where 
all of our listeners, if they didn't know already, can tell that you have negotiated many deals because... (laughs) I've run into all of them. (laughs) You've run into all of them. And isn't that the great thing about dealing with so many difficult negotiations, Carrie? You have endless content for your podcast for the next 10 years. exactly, exactly. you put your finger on something, which is that when somebody is negotiating on behalf of an entity, whether that's a country or a company or a department, you're right that they're there on behalf of that department, but they're also there on behalf of themselves. Mm -hmm. They are still the person going into that negotiation, even as they represent a company. And so I want to give you a line that I learned, Kara, you know, a number of years ago, I traveled to the Middle East with a delegation of professors, and we were studying the conflict, right, and all sides of the conflict and speaking to negotiators on both sides. And an Israeli negotiator said something to me that I will never forget. He said, we're never going to solve this conflict until we figure out how to write the other person's victory speech. Hmm. And that is the key to negotiation. It's thinking about if I'm negotiating with CEO X and he represents a whole company, Mm -hmm. I have to figure out not just what constitutes a win for that company, but what does CEO X need? What motivates him? So true. And when you can figure out and unlock that, that's when you're going to be successful. So just one tip on that, Kara. Part of the reason I stress that people should do a lot of preparation, you know, working with themselves before they get in the room is because when you do that, you have the ability to then quiet the mind. You know what your priorities are already. You come in the room and you can listen to every word that comes out of that CEO's mouth. And so what I'm doing is I'm listening for the words that tell me What does this person value? Mm -hmm. What are the things that he holds dear? And how can I remember some of those words and use them so that we are speaking the same language and I'm helping him write his victory speech? You know, the last thing I'll say, Kara, is sometimes when you get a no, it's not the end. I like if somebody tells me no, I love that. I, I crack my knuckles and I'm like, all right. I get ready to ask them a question and I simply ask them, what are your concerns? No, Alex, we can't do the deal at that level. What are your concerns? We can't bring your product to market on the shelf. What are your concerns? We can't promote you. Okay, what are your concerns? That is a great example of why I wrote Ask for More, because a question, one single question can help you uncover the barriers to a deal in a way that can help you collaboratively open that up to figure out the way through to a yes. I No, I absolutely love that. That is so great. So whether you're, you obviously teach in the law school, uh, are, are lawyers in general good negotiators? More and more elite law school have a standard negotiation course that much, if not all, of their class takes. In fact, just recently, I was privileged to go to Yale and teach their first ever negotiation course at Yale Law School. I love it. And what I have found is that lawyers have all the raw material to be great negotiators. They're excellent communicators. They're really good with words. They have lots of research, right, and arguments to back up what they're saying. 
They just often haven't been taught how to put that all together and to be kind of entrepreneurial, Kara, right? You know, to to think about not just, you know, what all the numbers say and the research says, but how can I creatively get into the heart and mind of that other person to bring us together in this way? And so I hope to be part of a generational transformation where more and more of our young lawyers are coming out of law school as leaders. Yes, they might go to a law firm, but they might also found a company or be a sports agent or be out negotiating every day. And I think every day we're getting closer to that. Yeah, I mean, definitely speaking from somebody who's dealt with lawyers, I mean, you're you're as a client, you're banking on the fact literally that they are a great negotiator. And so I think that the more they can kind of understand how everything you talk about the negotiation really has aspects that you can you can control as long as you pay much closer attention to sort of what's going on and what how you speak about it so i think that that is such great advice so alex thank you so much for talking to me about this this book is not just for lawyers i am not a lawyer a business person um i could imagine uh college students also uh trying to ne- negotiate with uh professors maybe along the, way. Uh, the late papers or something like that. You know, you just fill in the blanks and it's kind of uh, fun to be able to do that. But seriously, all, uh, you know, it's a great for any level of, of business because we're all, every day is a negotiation, right? I mean, and I think that that's really, really important. So I got a lot out of this book just thinking about, you know, who else besides, obviously, besides the lawyers that you're teaching would really benefit from this. So where do people catch up with more on what Alex talks about? And and I know you have an amazing social feed, um, but where else can people find out more about what, what you're all about? Absolutely. So in addition to all the usual platforms, you can find me on my website, which is Alex Carter Asks asks.com. And, you know, I look forward to being your partner out there, whoever you are listening, your partner in your long-term success. Whoever you are, whatever your background, your schooling, the field that you're in, you too truly can be a great negotiator. And I'd love to help you get there. I love it. Well, thank you again. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and soon we are adding Friday as well uh, to the mix with amazing, amazing guests like Alex, who share lots of stories and tactics and uh, challenges along the way in their journey. And more than anything, I love the stories that we get out of so many people because I feel like through stories, we're able to really understand how we can do incredible things, including negotiation. Um, So don't forget uh, to pick up a copy of Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything, And uh, also pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. And definitely, as I said, subscribe, listen, all of those things to The Kara Golden Show. Uh, Stay hydrated with Hint as well. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. 
successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.